Show's about to start. Oh, man. If that doesn't get you wanting to be sitting in that crowd waiting for those next five minutes to pass so you can go crazy, then I don't know. Maybe you're just not listening to the right show. (laughs) All right. Welcome to episode five, installment two of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. Some more audience participation on this episode. I am continuing with Iron Maiden Stories. So not much needs to be said if you already listened to installment one. If you didn't hear installment one, I'll give you a quick, quick synopsis. I've always thought it would be cool to hear stories from fans of this music that we all love. Not just my own stories all the time, but yours as well. So on this episode, I've got four Iron Maiden stories for you. Three that were written in and one for you to hear. So, here we go. First up, I'm going to read you the story sent in by Max Dunlap. He says, I first listened to Power Slave upon release. I was a junior high student. I liked Maiden okay, but I really preferred Judas Priest. After high school, I kind of drifted away from metal. Then in 2015, my wife was dying. Her cancer, we thought was cured, was back and terminal. She was only 43 years old. I was rather angry at times, and I liked to go jogging each evening as a break from the hospice. I wanted something with good energy, and I listened to Hallowed Be Thy Name over and over and over. Very, very loud. I liked the anger and defiance and acceptance of fate in the lyrics. Then by chance, I saw that the Book of Souls had a stop in Shanghai. That was my wife's hometown. She had already passed away earlier in 2016, and I had already planned to go walk about there for a few weeks. Since I was already going to be in town, I bought the show tickets and went with my brother. 
first Maiden show, and it was awesome. The next year, I was seeing a lovely girl from Korea. We met in Aberdeen for the Book of Souls UK tour. The following summer, we met up in Krakow for Legacy of the Beast. She is not a big fan of metal, but she is a good sport and likes the shows. Last year, she was pregnant and went with me to Pittsburgh, Calgary, and Houston. By this point, we were married. I told the little guy that when he is a little bigger, we will take him anywhere in the world for his first show. That's a really uh, really heartwarming story, to be honest. It's sad, and, and uh, I've communicated with Max about it a little bit, and he's doing well, though. He also sent in a picture of his baby boy and his wife both wearing maiden shirts, so that's going to be a lot of fun when he gets big enough for that first show. Thank you for sending your story in, Max. Thank you. All right. Up next is my conversation with Melissa from Boston, Massachusetts. to tell me their Iron Maiden stories. And I had to really think of what that would mean to hear what people's Iron Maiden stories are. So I wrote a list of questions down. And right now, I have Melissa from Boston on the line here. Melissa, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We've already talked just a tiny bit. So um, I'm going to ask you a few questions here. And I want you to just kind of answer them and at, as, as you feel. Okay? Sure. Okay, first thing I'm going to ask you here, because uh, this is Iron Maiden stories here. Uh, how did you first hear about Iron Maiden? So I am 54 years old, so I'm a little bit older than you are. Okay. And so when I was, well, 1979, there were, I used to live in New Hampshire. And there was a, um, I used to babysit for these people that lived around the block from me. And they had a stereo that had a shortwave radio, okay. and I could get uh, the BBC. And the first time that I ever heard Iron Maiden was on the BBC. Oh, wow. But I, but I didn't know that it was Iron Maiden necessarily, because they used to play like, there was the new wave of British, British heavy metal, right? Uh-huh. Sure. So they used to play, and it was, like a, it was on at like midnight their time, which was like 7, 8 o'clock our time. Mm-hmm. And they would play just all of the new wave of British heavy metal, Saxon and Tigers of Pantang and Diamond Head, all that stuff. And I loved it. I was a metalhead <laughs> anyway. I was already I was already into like Judas Priest and Black Sabbath and oh, cool, Scorpion cool. And all. So I loved them, but I didn't I didn't actually know all the names of the bands. Sometimes they said the names, sometimes they didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, the connection wasn't always that great. You know. But you, yeah. they would play the same songs over and over again. So, you know, I got to recognize the songs. And so 
It turns out the first Iron Maiden song I ever heard was Prowler. Okay. But That's I didn't know start. it was Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah, it okay. is a good start. But I didn't yeah. really know that it was Iron Maiden. And it, and the funny thing is, we would go to the mall, and I went to the record store in the mall, and I was trying to find the music, and they had mm-hmm. no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, because it doesn't say Prowler in the song. <laughs> so. Well, not only that, but that was all like the Soundhouse tapes and stuff. Oh, which, man, that's golly. Nobody in the U.S. really knew about that, you know, and nobody sure. at, the, at, the, at the mall record store knew, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. not like nowadays you just put it into the computer and it comes up. It's right. all like the clerk knows knows his stuff or doesn't know his stuff, you know? So I had, really, I had a really hard time finding it. Yeah. Fast forward, I moved to Florida in 1980. And I cannot remember the first time that I heard Running Free, but I remember hearing Running Free and I remember the drums and I love Clive. Yeah. And I was like, this song is awesome. Mm-hmm. This time I go to the mall, I go to the record store, I talk to this guy and he said, cause I'm thinking like, the, the single, right? The, the 45, back in the day, you get the 45. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, we got that album. And I got the tape. Okay. Iron Maiden tape. That was my first. So, and the funny thing is, I remember listening to that tape and hearing Prowler and going, oh, that's them? That's them too. Hey. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. That's wild. So you. I had so no you idea. Came al- you came along. You were hearing them. When the rest of the world was hearing, yeah, so you, you yep. were hearing them. That's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, early, early on, early, early on. Yeah, yeah. And I was in love with them. I was like, I played that tape until there was nothing left of it, and then I got <laughs> the album, and I'm yeah, I was all in. That's you said something that reminded me of a conversation I had with a friend the other night. We were talking about how we you used to listen, you know, even even in America, we used to listen to the radio, and. They'd play a song and you would be waiting because you might catch it mid song and you'd be going, oh, my gosh, who is this? Who is this? And you couldn't pull out your phone and Shazam it or whatever. You would just be hoping at the very end of that song that they would say, well, that was, uh, you know, whatever, Running Free by Iron Maiden. And the song would end and then it would automatically fade into another song. And then you'd wait till the end of that one, hoping they'd say, you just heard this and this. And and, yeah, that's funny. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And then you're like, and, you know. It, we used to be able to tape off the radio back uh-huh. in the day, oh, but yeah, I, I couldn't do that because I was trying to do that on their stereo, but I couldn't do it. And I don't know if it was because it was the sh- on the shortwave or what was going on with that, but oh. I tried. <laughs> well, that's I funny. That's a, so, you, so you answered my second question because I was my second question was what What did you think of them when you first heard them? So obviously you I loved them. them when you first heard them. So okay. So, so you know what's it, you know what else is interesting is I saw the video for women in uniform. I didn't know that I that was the first time I saw Iron Maiden, but I didn't okay. know that that was Iron Maiden either. Like I didn't equate the two. Mm-hmm. There used to be a thing called on TV. Okay. It was pre-cable. You guys can <laughs> Google it. Um, yeah. And um, they used to play videos, and they showed the video for women in uniform. <laughs> that was the first time that I saw Iron Maiden. So the first thing you heard was Prowler, and then Running Free, and then you saw Women in Uniform. That's the right. first time you actually yeah. saw them. 
Okay. But I okay. didn't. I, and I thought that was a silly video and kind of a catchy song and yada yada yada. Yes, yeah. I know it's not an original song, but yeah. Um, but I didn't know that you know I didn't put a face to the name, so to speak. Sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's it was it's more difficult back then. Things weren't. People, I was, I would say, people today have it so they're so lucky. You know, it's, I, one of my episodes I talked about, uh, Bruce Dick. When I did, I did an episode on Bruce Dickinson's Skunk Works albums, and, or his album, and he, you know, he toured here. I, I did some looking up on it, and he came here, I think twice in like the early 1990s, and I never mm-hmm. had any idea he was here because. You know, it wasn't like I could look it up on her, have, have get emails from his website telling me Bruce is going to be in town next month. You know, right, right. Pe- people don't realize how good they have it nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's much easier to find it. I mean, as much as I hate Ticketmaster, and that's a whole nother story for another time. I have to say that at least I can, you know, I can purchase tickets in Boston. I can purchase tickets for Auckland, New Zealand, or whatever. Where you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back then, it's you know it was harder to do. You kind of just went to your local show, and that was it. Yes, I, yeah. You would you'd go out there and you'd you'd wait all night in line. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> I, used, I used to get my tickets at a Sears, and <laughs> I can remember going out there and you get there at two in the morning, and you'd be praying that there'd be nobody by the door when you got there, and you know, right? Even if camping even if out all night, you know, it's luck of the draw. <laughs> and, and and in Boston, we have crappy weather. You know, you'd be oh, out in the yeah. oh, and you know whatever and. In Florida, it was a little bit better to stay out all night because it was warmer. But oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. so so you first heard them in '79 or '80. Mm-hmm. When was the first time that you got to go to a an Iron Maiden concert? So I am one of the very lucky people that saw Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. I knew you were about to say that when you said that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and. Um, what's interesting about that is that, so I'm from Boston. I obviously I've moved back home, but I'm originally from this area. Mm-hmm. I came up to visit. I had a sister, my sister was living up here. She's now in Virginia, but she was living up here, an older sister. And I had friends obviously up here mm-hmm. and I came up here for the summer and went to the show and with some friends. And I didn't know this, but somebody was telling me this because they, I was like, did they ever play Florida? Because I don't remember them ever ever hearing about them play Florida. I don't think they ever played Florida, that tour. Mm. So if I had not come up, if I had not just happened to be in Boston, I would not have seen that show. That's wild. That, yeah, and that's... Oh, my God. When I saw that show, I was so like, I loved them. I loved them so much. That's That's, like, that's one of the dream shows right there. It is. And it's funny because I went with, you know, a bunch of kids and we're all teenagers, you know, and and everybody's like, oh, kids about the opening band and, you know, whatever. I'm like, nope, I'm there. You guys can stay out here if you want and hang out in the alley. But I'm because there was like a, there's like an alley by the Orpheum Theater. I'm like, no, I'm in. I'm in. And <laughs> I was there. you always see the opening band because you just never know who it's going to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, back back in the day, it was it was uh, it was a lot it was just crazier back then, you know, that you actually go and see a band and they would have good opening bands. And now it's, yep. it's, it yeah, like now it's, it's, it's just all, yeah. money. It's, it's so much more money driven. So, yeah, absolutely. Cause it's all, now it's all label meets and stuff like that. And, you know, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that was, let's see. So opening for Jews priest was the killers tour. Yep. So, okay. Okay. So I've actually seen every tour that's been in the U S 
Oh, wow. Did you see them opening for Kiss? They didn't. I did not see them open for Kiss. I'll tell you a funny story about that because that was um, the um, the number of the Beast tour, right? Uh, I want to say that was the tour with Paul. No, 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 no. You know what? Oh. That was on the first album because Dennis Stratton was there. Okay, they still had so Dennis Stratton. So you know what? The very fr- they actually before they did the tour with Judas Priest, they did do a tour in the U.S., but I think they only were like in New York and L.A. Uh-huh. I could be wrong about that. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to look it up right now as we speak here. Because I think that they were in New, in L.A. when they did the Women in Uniform video, and they played, I want to say, like the whiskey or something. It's possible. Very possible. I, let's see here. I'm trying to just see real quick if I can. It tore. 1976. So that would have been, let me see. What it says 1979, 78. Yeah, I'm checking for 79 just to see if there's anything really quick. Uh, that looks like it was all England. So, yeah. I, but, I, yeah, but I know I've seen pictures of Dennis Stratton. I, I've read stories. I, I follow some KISS pages on mm-hmm. Facebook, and they, they'll have pictures of, they'll say that Dennis Stratton, I don't know if he went out with Gene and Paul on his birthday or they bought him something. Yeah, yeah, I've heard or, that story, too. Yeah, I think that was I think that was European, though. I think that was a European tour. That could have been. It could but have I do been. remember hearing that they that they did they did open for Kiss. Yeah. But the, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. They when when they did the Number of the Beast tour, they opened for Thirty Eight Special. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy. They opened for a bunch of different people, but when I saw them in Florida, they opened for Thirty Eight Special. Hey, that's it's, it's really neat when you look back and like I said, sometimes you look back at the old the bills, the way they set them up and they didn't set them up to be like, okay, well we're going to have, you know, Iron Maiden and Wasp and Metallica and all these, right. you know, they, they broke it up where you might have, you know, like, like a Southern rock band, like 38 special Iron Maiden. You might even have like a, a Motown sound and the cool in the gang type band or something, you know, I think cool in the gang opened for Van Halen uh, yep. a few years yep. ago. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so, you I know, the were, thing is, the thing is, is that, 38 Special was huge in the early oh, yeah. 80s. Huge. That Special Forces tour, massive. They were huge, huge, huge. And the truth of the matter is, the audience was the same. The same people who were listening to Iron Maiden were also listening to 38 Special. Yeah. They were open-minded. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it wasn't as genre-specific as it is now, I think, that you see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, everything okay. is so... Yeah. Okay, now here's a here's a question because I mean, and you may I'm guessing you'll know this number, but this is I'm interested to hear this now because you've basically seen them since since the Killers tour, everything since then. So and so let me just say, so you even see you saw them even on the uh, X Factor and yep, uh, Virtual yep. Eleven. Okay, that's yep. really cool. Okay, so yep. over the years since 1980, since you saw them in 1981. How many times have you seen Iron Maiden? I do not know. I actually have to... Somebody else asked me that. I actually have to sit down and try to figure it out because there's some tours that I saw more than once. Sure. Because, like, uh, World Slavery, I was in Florida. I saw it twice in Florida. And then I actually moved to Hawaii, and I saw it in Hawaii. That's awesome. So, and then I've seen Legacy of the Beats, though, uh, seven times, I think. Oh, man. Wasn't that the best? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That was so great. That was so yeah. great. Um, I've got a really, I've got a really funny legacy of the beast uh, story that 
I don't. I'll, I'm, I'm going to talk about you right now. I'm not talking about me right now. I'll, mine. Will, I'll have my chance to. Yes, say talk it. about you. Nah. <laughs> okay, this is just the one funny story that um, when they played. Uh, you know, there was they were playing. The, this, I'm trying to remember the set list, but there was a certain part where they they went into like um, um, the sign of the cross, and they did uh, the Klansmen, and they did for the yep. greater good of God. You know, three yep. songs that that are not considered classics. You know, they're not from number of the beast through seventh son songs you know and you know the, yep. the, a, a lot of people came along in that era when iron maiden was at their peak you know right. their then right. peak because i think they've even uh, uh, went over that in the last 20 years so they're playing these songs and i mean like i couldn't believe when they because the only time i'd ever heard uh, the sign of the cross any of these well I had, I had never heard anything from a matter of life and death live and I had only heard Sign of the Cross and the Klansmen live on Rock and Rio. Right. So, so I mean, to hear them, they start playing, you know, they started, you know, the, you know, the thing where the monks come in on the Sign mm -hmm. of the Cross. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe they're going to play this. And then the, then it was the same with uh, the Klansmen. Yeah. And especially for the greater good of God. I mean, I was. I don't know if, how you feel about that album. I mean, I, I know love about, that song. I, I know you got. I know you'll like it. But the, the whole album, to me, it's a really good album. I, I could. It's, it's and I'm going to make a controversial statement. That could very well. That could be my favorite album of every oh. Iron Maiden. Yes, I. I right. I, so. No, I. That's it's a it's a it's a really good album. Yes. I mean, I had a hard time finding like. I think I picked the legacy as like the worst song on that album. And I couldn't, I, and I feel bad about that. Cause I love that song too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, yeah, it's, it's, when I did my list, it was like, I had, I was like, even picking and saying something on here is the worst. Every song on here is like phenomenal. <laughs> so, yep. Exactly. So, so th they were playing for the greater good of God. And to me, sometimes with that album, because, you know, in, back in the day when I was younger, I could lay on the floor and open the, you know, the cassette or the CD booklet and read along and, you know, learn all the names of the songs. And now it's like when I listen to it, it's like one big cohesive album. I don't, I don't always know what the names of the songs are. They started playing for the greater good of God with the bass intro and all that. And I'm like, and I knew what it was because I was, I was singing along with the words and everything. But I, I couldn't in my mind, I was like, I was like, what song is this? I, I knew I liked it, but I just, and I, I so I was, you know, I, I kind of had my phone out and I wasn't, you know, holding it up in a video, but I was just recording the audio and, Anyway, these the funny part of this story is there's these guys, there's like three guys that are in front of us. We were in the second section. We were in the second row. So there's one row in front of us. And when mm -hmm. you're on the very front row, you don't always have to stand up. You can sit down and still you know, lean forward and have a good seat right. and still see everything. So thankfully, I had my daughter with me, and they weren't standing up. So it was easy for her to see. Oh, well, good. actually, I'm trying to think. They were, no, wait, you know what? I think they were standing up during some of the show. Well, when they went into this section of the show, these three guys all sat down. And, you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going nuts back. I'm, you know, and they went into for greater God and I'm just, you know, and I'm, I'm rocking them. My hands are moving around and this, yeah. guy in front, this guy in front of me leans back and, you know, I have no idea. And I hit him <laughs> in the head with my <laughs> fist, like Good. I was rocking out so hard. And the funniest thing about it is I have audio of it because <laughs> you, you can hear the song going and all you hear just like you hear me go, Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hilarious. But I was like, like I was telling, and then me and my daughter would look at each other and start laughing. And she was like, I knew I was going to tell you, you were getting too close to him. And I'm like, and I looked at her, I said, he shouldn't have sat down and leaned back. You know, That's he right. I said, he shouldn't I have said, sat down. 
you know, like- I don't, I don't do that. I, and I, matter of fact, I told the people, I tell the people around me, I am up when Dr. Doctor starts and I don't mm-hmm. sit down till the end. And so I'm telling you right now, I tell the people around me when I'm in a seat, cause usually I'm on the floor, but if I'm in a seat, yeah, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. I'm rocking out. I am oh, rocking yeah. out and I don't, I'm telling you, I'm singing Dr. Doctor and I'm not yeah. sitting down. Oh yeah. So that's, why I, that, that's why I wanted to start you know, my podcast with Dr. Doctor. Cause I was like, I, said, I love an, that you do that. I was like, this is an Iron Maiden show. And I was trying to think of what to do, what to do at the beginning. And I was like, well, they do Dr. Doctor. I'm going to do Dr. Doctor, you know, try, I, and then I, and then ending it with the uh, Monty Python thing, you know? Yes. I know it's, I, it's perfect. I, I thought that was really clever, actually. <laughs> well, that's that's one of the few clever things I ever have done. <laughs> oh, man. but yeah, that's um. Let's see here. Okay, where was I at here? But yeah, that's um. That album, but yeah, when they played that, oh gosh, I, I and I was like, that's why when I talked about the Fairweather fans on my uh, yeah, that last yeah. episode, I was kind of like, I'm, I couldn't. I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah. You know, it, of course, when they uh, played the Trooper. Or, you know, when they're playing yeah, then they're all up because they know yeah, all the words. Yeah, they're up, and I'm just like, whatever. come on, man, you just yeah, they don't. But I'm I mean, like that at every show. Like I don't sit down at any show. I'm I'm a maniac. I'm out. I'm up for everything. You know? And the <laughs> thing is, funny. is that like, I don't. I make sure that I don't get a beer during yeah. Iron Maiden. I never have a beer during Iron Maiden because I don't want to have to go to the bathroom because yeah, I sweater. You know, like yeah. maybe another show. Like one time, well, we went to see Tasha and I went to see Metallica. And I had to I had to go to the bathroom really bad, and I was like, I forgot what song it was. It was like when something something off load or something, and I was like, I gotta run, and I ran and peed really fast, and then I came back just in time for Whiplash. Uh, but I, I I I don't do that. I when I'm yeah. at the show, I'm at the show, and I'm all in. And my other thing is, I have a major pet peeve with people in their phones. Maybe uh, it's because I'm old and I'm old <laughs> school, yeah. but. That drives me out of my and if you've got that thing holding up and you're blocking me, yeah. I, I, man, I, I don't even. I, I went to see you two. Uh-huh. My friend is in the um, fan club. Yeah. He buys these tickets. They're two hundred and fifty dollars a whack, and we're uh-huh. up. We're up in the nosebleeds of Gillette <laughs> Stadium. Okay. There's this woman in front of me. Now you know she how much she paid for these tickets. She had her phone up. She recorded that entire show. She never danced, sang, clapped, booed, jumped oh, up and down, gosh. nothing. She just, I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? And it's driving me nuts because my eye keeps going to her phone. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, the, the light catches your eye. I'm taking a couple of, like, a 10-second clip here and there. Yeah. That's it. Mostly, yeah. but but then once I did that, like, the first, the first Legacy of the Beast, like, when I was in Paris, I did, I took the, you know... And then that was it. But then I saw the show seven times. I don't have to keep report, exactly. recording it. The same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Of all yeah. the shows you've seen, because you've seen, and obviously you've seen too many to count, do you have a favorite? Do you have like one show or or even maybe if it's not one show, maybe one tour that you enjoyed so, the best? So, so, well, you know, it's interesting because every tour has like its own like special thing. So, right, it was it was to see them the first time. Is a, has a special place in my heart. Sure. I remember um, Brave New World, right? Okay. When it opens with Adrian. Adrian's back! You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, yeah. And then it comes out and they're back and it's there was that whole sentimental thing. Sure, right? sure. Um, 
you know, there's, I mean, there's all, every show kind of has a special thing. I mean, when I went and saw them in Hawaii, sure, that's a special sure. thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. There's just always like a special, special things. We were actually at the San Antonio show when, um, when Yannick dropped his guitar. <laughs> my, friend was, my, my friend was standing right in front of him because she oh, pushed wow. her way to the front. I don't get first to the barrier anymore. I'm too, yeah. I don't need that crap yeah. anymore. I, because the thing is, is that you spend too much time pushing and shoving. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. I want to do the show. You enjoy the show. But she's newer to the, to the scene. And so she, you know, she, she likes to be in the front, you know, and yeah. the action. Yeah. So she was, she was like right in front of him. She's like, yeah, it was right there when you dropped the, <laughs> you dropped the car. Um, so there's always, I mean, when I took, when Tasha and I went to Book of Souls, it was the first time she ever saw Maiden. Okay. So it's like, it was really cool to like see them through her eyes. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, so that's a special show. So like every show, you know, I mean, just every, it just depends on, I think every show is special in its own way. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like even like the people that you go to the shows with. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That maybe you never see again, or people that have passed away, or you know. So there's there's always these special moments that you think about when when you think about. I took my daughter to the Legacy of the Beast tour, and whenever you know they start playing Doctor Doctor, and I'm telling her, okay, get ready, get ready, this is it, you know. And then they, you know, they the lights go down and they start playing the video of all the guys getting in the airplanes and, yep. you know, and then, and then whenever Ace is high kicks in, you know, the, the intro part before they're on stage and I have, you know, I, I wouldn't record, like I recorded like bits and pieces. Like I, I pretty much recorded the entire show, but I just had the phone in my hand. I was rocking out and I wasn't like trying to go, Oh, let me get a good shot of Adrian here. And, yeah. me, you know, yeah. I'm just like, I want to have audio of it so I can, you know, listen to it when I'm driving down the road or whatever. And, and, you know, it's like I get goosebumps every time he's like something about Dallas. When he yells Dallas out, I'm just like, oh, you know, because he's screaming it. But yeah. whenever, when they first came on stage anyway, when and um, he the, the airplane's up there, the Spitfire and my daughter, I can I have I can hear it on the audio of the recording. I have. She's like, is that thing real? And I'm just like, I don't think so. I, I think, think that so. that would be a favorite show, though, because. You, oh, you know, yeah. your do- you know, you took your daughter to that. You shared that oh, moment yeah. forever. Oh, That's, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Did, and, it, and the thing is, is, and I don't have any children, but to share and even, you know, Tasha's obviously not my child, but, you know, yeah. to share what you love with someone and have them love it back. Yes. is very, it's just, it's heartwarming and it's rewarding and it gives me a warm and fuzzy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you have a favorite album? My favorite album is Peace of Mind favorite song revelations revelations and Revelation. oh <laughs> and they do that and they do it live and you're just like oh my god it's it's so didn't they do that on book of souls yep no they did it they did it on uh legacy oh they that's, did, right. that's right legacy. that's right they did, they did children of the damned on book of souls uh, yep yep yeah yeah um, let's see which here. is also an excellent song which oh, is off yes. of but it's an excellent song oh, yes. and i listen i actually like quest for fire i know <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't really hate any of their songs. Um, but, you know, like it's like I said on that. Uh, Except the, the Apparition. <laughs> yeah, I don't even really hate The Apparition. I, I, I find it amusing, you know, because because like you listen to it. And he has that one line. He goes, 
because he, he's like, uh, he said, if I figure it out, I'll come back and fill you in. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's, 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 com- it's, it's almost comedic. It's so, uh, yeah. so bad. Yeah. Now, okay, what about, um, let's see, you said your favorite song. Do you have a f- favorite song to hear? Li- is Revelations your favorite song to hear live as well? Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, now, and, ha- but, and, but you know, you, here's the thing is you got to, you love like Hallowed Live, you know, yeah. because that's just epic. Sure, sure. And it, and and I remember the first time that I heard Fear of the Dark, right? So we're listening to the album, and I said to my friend, I said, I bet this song is going to be really good live. Yeah. Okay. Of all the times you, man, you've probably heard, you've probably all heard almost everything, but if you could choose, if there's one song, what's one song that you haven't heard Iron Maiden play live? Like if you could pick, yeah. if they if they called you on the phone and they said, hey, we're going to add one song to the set list that you've never heard, <laughs> what do you want to hear? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I think I said this in my in my dissertation about um, that I would love to see them do Empire of the Clouds like with a full orchestra. Sure, sure. I mean, they can't they can't do it in yeah. in a show. It takes uh, because I remember they did rhyme, uh, mm-hmm. rhyme the um world slavery. Yeah. And it's a really long song, which I mm-hmm. love that song. And my friend and I were totally into it. But there were people around us who got bored. That's, yeah, that's a definitely, a, you know I, what I, mean? I mean, it's a great song. I mean, it's a great song. So, you know, people get like sidetracked or whatever, you know, they, you got to kind of, I mean, you can, you can drag some songs out live and some stuff you have to kind of rein it in, you know, um, I don't think like they I, did, um, and, and um, when they did Angel and the Gambler, I don't think they did four minutes of the chorus when I saw that live. But okay, yeah, I was I was looking at a at a list of of all the songs they've ever played live, like from songs they played four or five times to songs they played a bunch of times, and and the amount of times that they've played the Angel and the Gambler, I was like, wow. But the yeah. song that I was just thinking when I asked you that question, and you, I was just kind of starting to scan through some albums, and I thought. I would love to hear Montsegur live. That would be really cool. Oh man, I, yeah, yeah. Well, they um they did that at Dance Dance of Death. Dance of Death, yeah. Did That's they do great... it on Dance of Death? I'm trying to remember. I know they did Passchendaele. They did so, do Passchendaele, which is I've also heard... epic. Yeah, which is yeah, also heard... an epic. That's the two song. songs that I thought of. Was I'm, uh, I? Here's a funny story. I, I was gonna. I don't know who I was gonna tell this, but when I used to listen, when I first started listening to Dance of Death. I, I didn't, you know, I was just, I was probably driving and listening, had headphones on. So I didn't have, I had looked through the track listing. I knew there was a song called Montsegur, which I thought, that's really weird looking. Passchendaele, that's really weird looking, you know, and whatever else. Right. But I, I thought when I was listening, I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking at my phone going, okay, what's, what's track is this? Uh, but, but when I would listen to Montsegur, I thought that was Passchendaele. Because, oh, you know, yeah. on the chorus, he says, he says, at the gates, at the walls, of Montsegur, blood on the blood on the blood on the stones of the citadel, but I always thought that he was saying blood. I didn't know what he was saying, but I thought he said something, something, something. Passchendaele. <laughs> I was thought he was saying Passchendaele instead of blood on the stones. Of the, when I read the lyrics, I was like, "Wow, yeah. that's a cool lyric." But I didn't. I knew there was a song called Passchendaele, and I didn't know where. I just was like, "Oh, that's Passchendaele." And then when I looked one time, and I was like, "Oh, that's not Passchendaele." <laughs> I don't you know, know. What- it's. You know what's cool about them is that people, they they see a song, like a song about Passchendaele or whatever, yeah. and they'll, like, Google it. They'll try to find out what, what is Passchendaele, what is mm-hmm. what is Montague, because there's a really cool story behind 
both sure. of those songs, you know, sure. and and Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and, you know, I mean, and on and on and on, you know, by mm-hmm. the Icarus and all, you know. So, I mean, you can, you can, you can learn stuff. I, I listened to the, I, I, and I said it on, um, I think my virtual 11 episode, I was talking about Dan Carlin's, um, that podcast, uh, shoot, what was it called? But it was, a, he did a whole big, long podcast about World War One. I. I heard Nesbitt oh, yeah, 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 talk about yeah. it. And yeah, the, so, um, I forgot the name of that. Po- that's a good podcast, but it's long. It is a long podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, it's, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, something of history, I can't remember. But man, I listened to the whole, everything from World War One, like the, everything that he discussed. And the the Battle of Passchendaele, it was really, it was, you know, every time you say Passchendaele, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll be thinking of the song. But I was like, you listen to that stuff and you're like, wow, it's it's insane. But yeah, they use some really, they, they get topics that no other, that a lot of other bands just don't get anywhere near. So, uh, yeah. Let's see here. I'm trying to see if I have right. what other questions I have here. Uh, let's see. And you didn't pick. Did you pick a song? Or you said Empire of the Clouds? Okay. And okay. Last question here. What other bands do you like? Well, if you have like, do you have a top five bands or do you have a top so, ten bands? I so I love metal, but yeah. I mean I love all kinds of music except sure. for disco. I don't like disco. <laughs> but um, I love Metallica, but I love like early Metallica. Okay. So pretty much what? up to the Black Album. I, I mean, I still like them, but uh-huh. I don't. I I love the the first four albums. Did you listen to my Load episodes? I didn't. I did. I did an episode on Load <laughs> and Reload. I'm, I'm going to check those out. Yeah, check, check those, those out. out. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't. I mean, I bought the albums. I own the albums. Sure. I didn't love them, but I have to tell you, they translated better live. Like most things, they translated sure, better live. Sure. Sure. Um. So Metallica. So Metallica. I'm a huge Rush fan, actually. I also listen okay. to a Rush podcast. Okay. Um, I used to be a Kiss fan until Dynasty, and then I got bored with them. That, which is honestly, honest, honestly, that was around the same time that I started to find new wave of British heavy metal. So I kind of just. And you never went back. Never went back. I on did. Kiss? I did go back, but I never loved them the way I did before. Okay. I don't know. I outgrew them, kind of. I don't know. I still, um, I can wax nostalgic about them and whatnot, but sure. And and I've seen them. I've seen them a bunch of times. Um, we were actually going to see them. They were going to be playing uh, next month at Download. Yes, um, they were playing. The you know, I don't love they... the fact that you know the whole controversy with the two. You know, lip singing. You guys don't. Have the, they don't have the. They don't have the their own characters and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's... But um. I'm okay with them. I don't, I have to say, I don't really listen to them that often anymore, to be honest with you. I, I but interestingly enough, I do listen to some kiss podcasts. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. have to say, um, <laughs> and I love like, I, Oh, another band that I really, really, really love is clutch. Okay. Okay. And I saw them in a concert one time and I wasn't really, no, <laughs> they're, they're an acquired taste. I'll, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I mean, I understand that. You know, because I also like heavier stuff. Like I love Slayer and Exodus yeah. and Testament and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm a big Anthrax fan. Yeah. Um, so I I love thrash. I love um, I love new wave of British heavy metal, like all of it, like Angel Witch and Tigers of Pantang and Saxon. Old and, school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 I love you know Judas Priest and Motorhead and and all that kind of stuff and. 
Okay. And um, I love pretty much. I like pretty much everything. Even there's even some glam metal that I like. Oh yeah. And I saw everybody in the '80s. Yeah. I went to every single show. I saw everybody. Yeah. <laughs> whether I like them or not. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, Melissa, I appreciate your time today, and um, it's been great talking to you. It's cool hearing your story, and I'm pretty jealous because if you saw all the tours, that means you saw the Matter of Life and Death tour. <laughs> so you heard the whole album live. So it was awesome. thank you for your time, and I really do appreciate thank it. You. Thank all you. Thank right. you. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, and we will probably talk again one day. Thank you. All right. Once again, I would like to thank Melissa for taking the time out of her busy life to talk some Iron Maiden with me. Now, I've got two more Iron Maiden stories for you before I go. The first one is one I received from John Hickson. He says, 1983, I was in the Navy, and we all had those cassette briefcases that held 48 or 46, if it was double-sided. I remember those. Those things were huge. And in the evening, we would lay them on our bunks open and we would go around and check out what all of us had. One of the guys had peace of mind and I was staring at the cover art and he says, take that. I think you'll like it. So I rewound to side one, song one, and Where Eagles Dare came on. And by the time the album was done, my musical life was forever changed. I listened to it over and over that's awesome. Now, John also sent a picture of his sleeve tattoos. He has a sleeve. And sometimes tattoos look good and sometimes they don't. Now, trust me when I tell you that John's tattoos look awesome. He's got Killers, The Trooper, Live After Death, the Eddie Mummy from Power Slave, as well as the Egyptian Pharaoh Eddie from Power Slave. Freaking awesome. <laughs> and lastly, Luke Beckman. He shared how he got into iron with me as well. So my life was started with Christian music. I didn't like it. <laughs> then I went on to Billy Joel and Brian Adams. And I love this next line. But then tragically, I got into rap. And I regret that phase. It lasted two years, and then I was 10 years old. And that's when I discovered Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, Green Day, and more. Then I got into heavier stuff like Metallica, but then my dad played the song Wasted Years, and I automatically was addicted. This was last year, I think, maybe the year before that. I went on to buy Killers and Power Slave on CD and learned that they were a great band. And now, Iron Maiden and Green Day are my favorite bands. That's awesome, Luke. You sound like you're a lot younger generation fan, and that is so cool. We need people like you. If you listen to any of my older episodes, people like you, we need to pass the love of this music to the next generation. And I'm so glad that you're listening to the podcast, and I'm really glad you sent in the story. Keep on rocking, dude. Now... As they would say at the end of every Iron Maiden show, and I will always say to you, maybe. Good night from Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and from the boys. Some things in life are bad, they can really make you mad. 
Half of things just make you swear and curse When you're chewing on life's gristle That grumble, give a whistle And this'll help things turn out for the best And always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing Face the curtain with a bow Forget about your seat Give the audience a grin Enjoy it, it's your last chance And out. 